The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome to it. It is uh, seven minutes after seven. Good to have you along on the Wednesday night edition of the show. We are ready to go. We hope you are as well. As always, 416, pardon me, 870-6400 is the number to call through and ask your questions. Lior is here and ready, ready to go. Email address help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as we always tell you, the first place you want to go is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website is free. It's anonymous. And there's tons of information on there as well. So we're going to get to a lot of stuff tonight, including the process for obtaining better severance. There is a process to it. And you want to enlighten yourself, uh, absolutely. Phone calls and emails, we're ready to go, 416-870-6400. But uh, some situations, a couple of them that have uh, come by your desk this past weekly. Or what do you got to, What do you got going on, pal? Hey, Johnny. Uh, doing well here and uh, always mm-hmm. ready and willing and hopefully able to talk about employment law and workplace rights, of course, to solve problems and help alleviate concerns and uh, any issues that you may have in the workplace. Uh, if you're not having uh, the best week uh, this uh, this day, or maybe not a good month, or maybe uh, like a bunch of us, not a good few months because of the pandemic, if you have issues about your job, uncertainty, what does the new year look like? Can your employer do something? Do you have to get called back to work? What happens if you don't get called back to work? What happens if your employer won't uh, open up the doors or they'll make you take a vaccine? All those issues, all those questions, if you want to answer, now's the time. Now's the place. This is the opportunity to call with those questions. I will answer each and every one of them and hopefully make you feel better because the law is still here and protects you. But to, to get us started, of course, every year, every show we start this way, week that was, couple of situations that came across my desk. Now, both of these situations have to do with employers being uh, very, very confused about what is considered uh, really a resignation. So this first person I'll tell you about, I spoke to him a few days ago, he was recalled back to work, uh, but when he was called back to work, his employer said, uh, we're, we're calling you back, but you have to come back part-time. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, He was a full-time employee. We only have a part-time, so we expect you to be back Monday uh, working part-time. He wrote an email saying, uh, no, I'm not agreeing to be part-time. Uh, I've always been full-time. Uh, I'm not agreeing. And he thought that was the end of it. He never got a response, except about a week and a half later, 10 days later, he gets, guess what, a record of employment from his employer saying, you've resigned. Uh, it had the code there. Then There was no letter, no commentary, simply a record of employment indicating that he resigned. So he called them and never got a response, called me, said, Leo, what does this mean? And did I resign? Did I do something wrong? Yeah. Well, of course, John, this person didn't do anything wrong. His employer did not have the right, the legal right to change his job to make it part-time he this individual was well within his rights to reject it no employee has to accept going from full-time to part-time he did absolutely nothing wrong so what did the employer do by uh, when he rejected them well they treated it as a as a resignation really what they did is they terminated his employment so now they have to pay him severance this is a long service employee 18 years almost 19 years of service they're going to owe him at least a year and a half, maybe even two years of severance. So I wanted to remind everyone, employees and even employers, that an employer does not have the right 
to change the job in a significant way. An employer cannot reduce your hours to that extent. If they do, you can refuse that. If they do it anyway, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. That can happen. Yeah. Your employer cannot do that. And by the way, the only one that gets to decide if you resign is you. And refusing something that's illegal is not a resignation. By the way, 416-870-6400. Don't have to wait to ask your questions. Lior here and ready to uh, to answer them. And in that regard, we always take our phone callers and our listeners first. They are top priority. Uh, Rob, thanks for hanging on, fella. Good evening. How are you? I am well. How are you guys doing? Excellent. It's a, it's a Wednesday night. It's the the flagship show, pal. What, uh, what do you need to know? Well, I feel honored being your first caller. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, had called, I, had called a, I had called a couple of months ago, gotten some advice, spoken with somebody at your firm. And ironically enough, two weeks later, the company that I had been laid off from due to COVID um, let me go, terminated my employment uh, via email. Now, the email stated that um, further to your conversation with your manager, we have decided to not fill your position. So I was given my vacation pay plus pay in lieu. Now, listening to you guys, you know, week after week, I know that pay in lieu can essentially mean severance. The pay in lieu happened to be uh, maybe a little bit less than a week severance. And I'm wondering, I, I, was, I, haven't, I was only with the company for about seven, eight months, but it seems a little bit to be a little bit on the low side. So, uh, Rob, what kind of a job and how old are you? I am 47 and I worked as a lot manager at a car dealership. All right. Give me a sense what your salary was approximately. Um, it wasn't that high. Um, I would say my take would you want gross or net a month yeah gross gross would probably have been about 1800 to 2000 a month like i said it wasn't a lot okay so someone in your situation is owed two to three months pay probably right around three months pay that's not weeks by the way rob that's months now the only way it can be less than that is back when you started working there if you signed an employment agreement that effectively limited your termination entitlements. Now, if you did, unfortunately, it could be that you're only owed the one week's pay. If you did not, then two to three months pay. Now, odds are probably about 80% uh, that even if you sign something that limits your entitlements, it's not enforceable. So your next step is very simple. Uh, you connect with us again off air with my, with my firm. We'll review the, the email that you've got and the employment offer, uh, the, the job offer letter or employment agreement. And then if yeah, you're owed three months, we'll get you that three months. It's not complicated. It's not going to be long. You, you'll be able to get paid before Christmas. So uh, that's what we do. Now, even if this, is, uh, this occurred a couple of months ago, the termination, it doesn't matter? It does not matter at all, no. Absolutely not. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, because I feel very, very shortchanged by it. And I'm guessing that... The fact that I had an, uh, that I have another job uh, will not affect it whatsoever. How long after you were let go did you start working? Well, I was working at this other place part time, and then after the dealership let me go, I was able to get full time with my current company. 
So it's if you're now if you've been able to replace your income completely, then it's possible you're not going to be owed much severance. If there's still a delta over the three month period after you were let go, if there's a difference between what you were earning before to what you're earning now, then they have to pay for that difference. So so right. you may be owed less severance if you were able to find another job. Okay, thank you very much. Rob, Thanks, appreciate Rob. your uh, time stopping by. I know you know the number, but I'll give it out for uh, for those who don't so far. one 821 5900 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. By the way, if you go to employmentlawyer.ca, you will catch links to our long-running television show as well, a 30-minute version basically of what we do here every week for many years on the uh, on the radio. 416-870-6400. Lots of time for you to call in like Rob. Get some answers. That's all it takes. Just a quick phone call here on air, and you'll feel much better for it. Uh, before we break, still got a couple minutes, pal. What's the, uh, the second situation you were going to talk about? What was that? Yeah, so I spoke with a gentleman. Now, he was uh, off on a medical leave for a while, and he was supposed to return back to work last month. Uh, he, he had that lined up, but a few days before he was supposed to come back to work, he did get a doctor's note telling his employer that he is going to need to be off for another three months. His condition was not yet good enough, according to his doctor, to come back to work. So he said, I'm going to need to be off three months more at least. Here's my doctor's note. Uh, last he heard, but again, fast forward a, a little bit uh, uh, later, he gets to a record of employment from his employer saying, you've resigned. That really made me scratch my head here. Of course, that is not a resignation. He can be off as long as he needs to, as long as he has his doctor's support, whether that's a week, three months, or 18 months, or longer for that matter. So what they did as employers, they, they assumed somehow illegally that just because he got an extension on his medical leave from his doctor, that that's somehow a resignation, that somehow he's not an employee anymore. Wrong. Illegal. Not only is that a wrongful dismissal, that's potentially a human rights violation as well. It's illegal. So remember, you can extend the medical leave. You can be off as long as you need to. Of course, you have to have that doctor support, but once you have it, no one can do anything to you at all. Let's take a short break. We're going to get Derek's call lined up here, get him ready to go on air, and your call as well. You want to uh, want to chime in, ask your questions for sure, bring it on, 416-870-6400, and uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue Employment Law Show with your host, Lior Samfiru, right here on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah, 416-870-6400. Still lots of time. It's only a 720 here on Wednesday evening. The flagship show of the Employment Law Show, Lior Samfiru, ready to take your calls. Of course, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address we use and you can use during and after the show and the website you need to know pocketemploymentlawyer.ca tons of employment law information and knowledge uh, within that website including a section on disability law and the severance pay calculator it's also there as well on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca but always back to the phone calls top priority derek has mentioned you're up thanks for uh, thanks for hanging through the break pal how are you not too bad how are you excellent what's uh, what's on your mind um my question is if you've been in contact with someone who had a COVID-19, then company sending you home 
for quarantine for two weeks. Can you apply for WSIB or company should pay you their full wages? So unfortunately, it happened uh, at work. Yes, I know. I understand. Unfortunately, neither of those uh, situations uh, applies. So WSIB doesn't cover those individuals that are symptom-free, where they're quarantining as a precaution. Uh, so WSIB may cover you, may, if you actually get COVID-19 at work, potentially, but they won't cover situations where you're, you're quarantining as a precaution. Now, the employer, unfortunately, and I don't agree with this, but the employer, unfortunately, does not have to pay you in this situation. Uh, they, as long as the fact that you have to be off work is mandated by the health authorities, then they don't have to pay you. If they decided unilaterally, if there was no reason for you to be off, but they wanted you to be off uh, anyway for a couple of weeks, they'd have to pay you for that. But if it's because you know they're following the guidelines, you may have come into contact, you have to be off. Unfortunately, Derek, they, they do not have to pay you for that time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it, and appreciate your time stopping by. 416-870-6400 is the number. Got lots of lines, lots of time to take your calls. David, you are up next. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Not bad. You? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I, I just have an interesting uh, situation. Uh, I'm currently injured on WSIB claim, and uh, my company on Friday laid me off and they said it was because of on the COVID with the IDEL program, the uh, infectious disease uh, emergency leave program. Right. I haven't been given a return date to work. I haven't been told anything. They said call back in January and find out what's going on. So at the time they laid you off, David, were you actively at work? I was on uh, modified duties as an injured worker, yes. And as far as you know, uh, were other employees also laid off or were you the only one they told me that there would be more on friday but since since friday i haven't heard about anybody no one's called me or you know any of my my co-workers or friends have not called me and told me about any other workers okay so so I'm still injured things... and I, I was on a back to work program trying to start that and uh, they just told me that's it okay so a few things to to discuss first of all let's talk about the layoff itself uh if there's a, here's the options you can choose to wait, in which case you could be waiting until September of next year, September of 2021. Uh, so till January plus another eight months. Right. Potentially they could, and in fact, that could be extended by the government beyond that. So mm -hmm. you could be waiting potentially till the end of next year. So that's option number one is you simply sit and wait and see what happens right. at some point before the end of next year, they'll likely have to make a decision about you, whether to bring you back or to terminate your employment. So that's option one. Option number two is you can choose now, if you want, to treat your employment as being terminated. You don't have I to want, wait. That's what you I want to do. Right. You have the option to do that. You do not have to wait for them. Now, there's another aspect to this. If, and I don't know if that's the case, but if, in fact, they laid you off, they chose you because of your medical condition, because of the fact that you were an injured worker. Right, that's, that's also right. a human rights violation that could potentially be also a breach of workplace uh, safety uh, laws. So, so there's, there's a number of things wrong there if that's what they did. That's why I was asking you if you're the yeah. only one. I'll tell you this. If you're the only one, if, in fact, you are the only one laid off, it right starts now, to look I pretty bad yeah. for them, right? Mm -hmm. It starts to look pretty bad. So there's that aspect as well. Now, uh, David, how long have you worked there for? 30 years. 
So I'll tell you, my friend, you're likely owed about two years pay, 24 months pay. So I think that you, if you want to, to, to pursue that, if you say enough is enough, I want my severance and to move on. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. And I want you to connect with me as soon as possible off air and I'll help you get that severance. Uh, I'd love to do that because, uh, I, I don't know, in, in, I, I haven't had a chance to tell you the whole story, but I have been laid off before. I know that matters sometimes, you, you have said before on the show. I see. You yes. have how long ago? Uh, I was, they did it in June for COVID okay. and about five years ago. I see. So that, that may change the analysis there. Right. Now, that means that the, the opportunity to pursue severance is if we can show that the layoff was because of your medical condition. So it's okay, not that's an automatic yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, in fact, we can make the connect the dots there that the reason why David was on the layoff and not someone else is because David is on modified duties, he's an injured worker, that is still something that you can absolutely treat as a termination. So we have some stuff to talk about, David, so definitely okay. let's connect off air and we'll have that discussion. Okay, I'd love to do that. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. And uh, there you go. The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Give it to you again. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. David, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Like we always say, it takes one phone call to just to, you know just to crack that nut open. And look, I mean, there's a thirty year guy, right? I mean, he could be in for 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 quite a bit of a quite a quite of an awakening, or at least his 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 workplace could be, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah, both of them, in fact. But that's an mm-hmm. important call because we have a lot of employees right now. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands across the province who are off work now and they're waiting for this date in January. Uh, they're waiting for this date to see in January, in January what happens. So so kind of let, let me address that since we're on the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So come January, there's a, a few possibilities. Number one is that you're called back to work. Sure, no problem. Uh, uh, number two is that your employment gets terminated uh, and then you're owed severance. And number three, and I think that's the likely outcome for most people, is that nothing happens. And then you're simply put on another layoff and the layoff continues. And like I said to, the, to David, the previous caller, it could continue at least until September of next year. So for those of you that have chosen to wait till January... That's fine. You know, we're already not that far from it. If you've chosen to wait, okay. If you're not back at work in January, if you've either been terminated or if the company says, no, no, we're going to keep you off for a while. At that point, I think you need to say enough is enough. At that point, I think you need to treat that as a termination and we need to connect to get you that severance that you owed. So there's going to be thousands of people in that situation. Uh, You probably don't want to wait until the end of next year, the end of 2021, so uh, if January doesn't work out, if you're not back at work, we really need to have that discussion about severance. So those people who decide to wait, ah, I'm going to wait, uh, stick around, and then September comes. Don't know how they're paying their mortgage until that point, but that's a different show for a different day. I mean, what happens at that point <laughs> if they don't get called back or if they go back to work? Now they can never claim a, a temporary layoff again, right? Well, that, that's another thing to consider for those people yeah. that are, are off. If you do get called back to work and you go back to work, that's fine. I mean, that's great. You have a job, of course. But by doing that, by going back to work, you've given the company the right to do it again. So you've waited all these months to finally go back to work, You, you maybe a year, maybe longer, and you finally go back to work. Well, guess what? If there are a few months they want to lay you off again, they can. 
Oh. And you won't be able to do anything about it at that point because you let it happen the first time. So something to consider, maybe going back to work may not be, believe it or not, the best idea because it can open the door to a whole lot of pain later on. I mean, it's a conversation, man. It's so worth having uh, off air with Lior. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Don't hesitate to reach out. But here now, for the remainder of the show, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the way to call in. Mohammed, thanks for standing by. Good evening. How are you? Hi, my name is Mohammed, and uh, I am a big fan of this show. Listening for a while, and it's a very good show for uh, employment info. Oh, thank you. Sure. So today, what do you got in mind? I have caught up uh, to ask some question about my job. I was working with this company as a contractor for 30 months. And today yep. they just uh, uh, sent me a letter through uh, some person that your contractor is expiring in uh, December 16. So I said, well, that's okay. Two weeks uh, they gave me the notice, which was in my contract. But then I receive a call from HR department at the end of my day, and the lady said that, no, you are no more coming tomorrow. That letter has no value. So I want to ask you guys, am I entitled any severance or any public holidays? They never paid us any public holiday during these 30 months. Now, Muhammad, tell me this. The, the contract that you signed, was it for a specific period of time? Did it have an end date? No. No, so it was yeah, open-ended contract. Okay, good. through uh, taking out the record from, for my contract tonight. Okay. Now, the other question is this. Were you work, when you were working for the 30 months, were you working full-time, regular hours? Full-time, yeah, almost 55 to 60 hours on their premises. Okay. And they were billing me, and I was giving them the invoice. They were giving me the company check. So, Muhammad, I'm going to make this very, very clear. You were an employee of this company. There's no question about it. You don't work yeah. for 30 months, uh, 55 to 60 hours a week at the company's premises and not be an employee. So what does this mean? Number one it means you're owed severance. So for you, after 30 months, depending on your job and age, it could easily be six months pay, okay? Easily, months, not weeks, months pay. That's number one. Number two, you're right. They do owe you vacation pay and, and statutory holiday pay because they should have paid that to you given the fact that you were an employee in the eyes of the law. So, okay. Muhammad, uh we can easily get this resolved. This is not a complicated situation. It's a, it's a common situation. So what I want you to do is I want you to connect with me as soon as possible, off air, call or, yeah. or email. We'll give you that information in a second, and I'll help yeah. you get all the compensation that you owed. Sure, yeah. And uh, I will also take out the contract, and I will review, and maybe I will send it to you guys with the email. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Mohammed. Appreciate the call. Do everything you just said. That's a, a smart call. The email address, by the way, is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's just that simple. And one uh, 821 to reach out to Lior or a member of his crew when the uh, when the work here is done for the evening. But you still got some time. Make that phone call. 416-870-6400 is the number you use to call in and ask your questions. Get around to it now. The process of obtaining 
better severance. You know, it's 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 so many people they they hear us say, okay, I have to do it, but it's actually difficult to get. That's what I'm thinking, or is it? So let's talk about that. What do you think? Well, a lot of people uh, are concerned about you know when I, contacting me. I talk always about listen, I can help you get the severance that you're owed. Mm-hmm. But there's this assumption. Well, wait a second. If it's going to take three years and it's going to be difficult, and it's going to cost a lot of money. Then what the heck do I want to do that? Right? It doesn't make sense to do that. So I'm not going to call. So I want to talk about how simple, straightforward, and usually non-confrontational this process is because it really, really is. Well, I mean, you know, the way we talk about it and have been for the last eight years on this show, it, it seems like it's front and center, top of mind when someone gets let go. But quite often, you know, when they lose their job, severance probably isn't the first thing on their mind, is it? That's right. For most people, uh, when they're let go, it's not necessarily about severance. It's about being let go, being obviously scared and upset by the fact that they were let go. It's about, you know, fairness and uh, the fact that they don't think they should have been let go. And it's always sometimes shocking for people to hear me say that despite maybe it being unfair that you were let go, despite the fact that the company may not have had a good reason, they're allowed to let you go, but they have to pay proper severance. And in most cases, a heck of a lot more than what they've offered. But generally, yes, despite you not thinking about severance, you're thinking about other things when it comes to losing your job from a legal standpoint, it really is about the severance. That's what the only thing, for the most part, that the law can do is get you that compensation that you, you, you're owed as a result of losing your job. So we want everybody to get proper severance or fair severance, I guess you could say, but how is that actually accomplished? So in most cases, okay, in most cases, we're able to negotiate severance with the employer without even having to uh, resort to legal action, with even having, without even having to start uh, a claim. So we would do that as I would, once I've reviewed what someone has offered and what they're owed, I would send a letter, we call this a demand letter, to the employer. And then the demand letter, I would say, I've been retained by uh, so-and-so. Uh, I've reviewed what he was offered. Here's why that's not good enough. And then I would make, and I would outline what I feel is appropriate. Yes, between us, I may ask for more than what I believe my client is actually owed in order, of course, to give us some room to negotiate. Uh, And then what happens in most cases, we get a response and we negotiate. We engage the company in a discussion and a negotiation and resolve it that way. That does not involve going to court. That does not involve even having to start legal action. So not in all cases, but in the majority of cases, I'm going to tell you 80% of cases, we're able to resolve it that way. It's a quick process, it's a painless process, and it's a process also that doesn't burn bridges. In your experience over all these years, uh, how common is it for individuals to get legal advice once they lose their job? No, that's the unfortunate part. Uh, I think that you and I, John, over the past nine years or so, whatever it is that we've been doing the show, we've increased the percentage uh, of people that are getting advice because we've had this platform to to tell people about their legal rights. But even now, even after all these years and and thousands of shows done, uh, I still think that that percentage is probably 20% maybe of people that are let go are actually getting legal advice about their entitlements, maybe. Uh, you know, that percentage was to be maybe 10%. Now, let's be generous and say 20. The bottom line is the majority of people still, when they're let go, don't know that they need to get advice. They assume that they're owed less than what they're owed. 
They assume that what the company gave them is fair, or maybe they assume that there's nothing they can do about it. All those things are wrong. All those things are false. And, you know, I've made it my mission to try to increase that percentage of people getting advice to as, as high as I can get it. So I'll, I'll stay on the air until I, I can do that. If you lost your job, you have to get legal advice. It's as simple as that. Or if you are, are bashful, you don't want to pick up the phone or send an email, you can start by, by going to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's a number of tools there, free and anonymous, including our severance calculator that allows you to find out how much you're owed. You can do that in seconds. You can do that in the privacy of your own home, on your phone, or on your tablet. So check it out at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Now there really isn't a reason not to get advice if you lost your job. Yeah, you know, and, and for those for those folks that have listened and learned from this show over the years, they may realize now that they should be pursuing severance. Sometimes even then they, they think they got to leapfrog a bunch of steps and say, oh, I'm going to go sue my employer. That's how I get proper severance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue them. What do you think about that? Well, the reality is when it comes to employment law issues, when it comes to termination, wrongful dismissal, as I said, in most cases, let's say three-quarters of cases, you do not need to do that. It's not necessary. You can get everything that you're owed by engaging, as I said, in a company in a, in a negotiation. So honestly, I don't like suing if I, can, if I can avoid it. And in most cases, I can. Now, of course, if we have to. So we, we engage the company in a negotiation. And they don't want to, they're not responding the way they should. They don't uh, agree. They're being unreasonable. Yeah, you better believe we'll take legal action. That's exactly what the legal process is there for. But that's not the default position, so don't worry about that. And by the way, even if we have to start legal action, even if we do have to do that, it's not a long process. It's not like, I don't know, uh, divorce proceedings that you know I hear, thankfully I don't know firsthand, but I hear can take years to get resolved. This type of situation, wrongful dismissal, employment law, even with legal proceedings have to be commenced, usually still resolve very, very quickly. So the message here is simple. Don't be afraid of the process. Stand up for your rights and never feel bad for standing up for your rights. Having said that, what's the likelihood of success, would you say? So it comes down to whether we're right. If you're owed more, you're going to get more. It's not because I said so. It's because we have something really, really powerful on our side which is the law. If legally you are owed 12 months pay and you've been offered three or four or really anything less than 12, then we'll get you what you're owed. It's, it's that simple. Not because uh, I am wonderful. I am, but that's not the point. We're going to get you what you're owed because that's what the law provides and we can enforce those entitlements. So what's the likelihood of success? Yeah, it's extremely high because you're owed what you're owed and the company doesn't get to avoid paying it just because they don't want to pay it now sometimes we have to you know push a bit harder and beat beat the company up a bit sometimes you know figuratively of course and that's fine but ultimately will you get what you're owed absolutely you will still got a couple minutes if you have something on your mind you want to slide in a phone call would love to uh, to hear from you 416-870-6400 well after that whole conversation about what you just said about suing them they figure okay let's go for it but uh it's going to cost me, right? This whole process, it's legal. It's expensive, no? And that is another reason, main reason, maybe the main reason as to why individuals avoid getting advice if they lost their job. Uh, cost. It's going to cost me lots of money. And yeah. by the way, the company has a lot more money than me, so how am I going to be able to uh, to do that? 
Well, we have something that balances uh, things out. We, we have the, the great equalizer, and that is the contingency arrangement. And, uh, and for a year, I'm going to be very honest here. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show before, but for years, I, I, I did not do that. I didn't do contingency. It was just not kind of how I was trained many years ago as a young lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was a mistake. You know, people are always asking me about that. So now what we do, if our clients prefer, is we'll, we'll put our money where our mouth is. So you're not going to pay a dime until this matter all gets resolved. In most cases, legal fees end up being nominal in comparison to what you're owed. So don't be afraid of the cost. It's not uh, a costly thing. Oh, and by the way, one of the things we negotiate as part of any resolution is compensation for your legal fees. In the vast majority of cases, we're able to get that compensation to cover at least a portion of your legal fees back from the company. And that's the reason why people, I guess, would assume, well, why would the company that we're, uh, we're dealing with want to pay for my legal fees? Well, because it's not very, it's, it's not a long process, right? So it's not going to cost them very much overall anyway. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. John, you got in under the wire. How are you? Good. Yourself? Excellent. What's on your mind? So recently I was offered uh, three months, but I have 25 years with the company, specifically uh, the city of Toronto. And I was wondering how that works. If um, it, I guess it's like a voluntary package. If um, yeah, if if they can, like they're not forcing me out, but they're offering me a package. So I was just wondering how how to go about that. Now, uh, John, are you part of a union? Yes. So if you're part of a union, ultimately, you and your union have to decide whether you want to accept it or not. If it's a voluntary package, you can say yes and take it, whatever that is, whether it's 100 bucks or a million dollars, it's whatever they've offered. If it's good enough for you, you can take it. If it's not good enough, then you can continue working. Uh, and so the law kind of stays away from that situation because at the end of the day, it's you like it, you take it, you don't like it, uh, life continues. So you want to get advice from your union to see what they think, and maybe if they feel that you can negotiate more, that would be something that your union will have to do for you. Uh, oftentimes you can negotiate it more, but ultimately it's about you deciding with the company what you're comfortable with. John, appreciate your call. Going to get to another John, which will probably be the uh, last call for the evening. Go ahead, pal. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Beauty, what's on your mind? Well, I, just, I don't know if you guys do anything for owner-operators in the trucking industry or not. Absolutely, uh, we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I signed on with the company. They they promised me uh, exactly what I asked for. Um, and after I bought a brand-new truck, uh, they're uh, not even coming close. Um, mm-hmm. they, they threatened to sue me on numerous occasions uh, for stupid stuff. And I, I'm, 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 I just had it right up to the eyeballs so obviously in, in this situation you know if, if there's that much going on they're threatening to sue you etc we, we obviously need to have a more in-depth discussion than what we can do on air now especially when what we're getting off air in, in a few seconds here so so john rather than me try to tackle this now i want you to reach out to me off air let's have the discussion i, I deal with uh, owner operator truck drivers all the time literally thousands of times over the last 20 years so I know exactly what you're going through. Let's connect, and I'll, I'll help you in any way that I can. 
John, appreciate your call, and that's the way we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Here's how you reach out now that we're getting off the air for another Wednesday. The uh, number, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. You go to employmentlawyer.ca, the website, to catch links to our TV show. And finally, really important, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the website full of information, contact, and the severance pay calculator as well. Back here on the weekend with another edition of the Employment Law Show, but stick around. Our good pal Alex Pearson's coming right back with On Point on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.